the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. And then also, we do Facebook Live uh, periodically. You can also check that out at John DePietro Show on Facebook. Joining me right now, he covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe. He is uh, Dan McGowan. And Dan, it's been a week. You write about in uh, Roadmap. It's been a week since Joe McNamara, the Democrat chairman, Stood up there during the roll call and said the comeback Calamari State right there in Oakland Beach. Uh, several takes with a uh, ninja-looking outfit warrior next to him holding a huge hot plate of calamari. Jimmy found what is the results a week later? Now the Halloween costume of the year is going to be that, right? And uh, yeah, so uh, interestingly, uh, I was talking to Rick Simone, who's kind of a well-known guy in the tourism or in, in uh, you know, restaurant industries, the Federal Hill Commerce Association executive director. And he said, and, and I was actually joking with him. I said, look, I was like, you know, did it actually mean anything? He said, Dan, you have no idea. It's the best tourism promotion the state has ever done. Now, wow. I don't know if that's a little bit of a shot, at the, the way the state typically promotes tourism. But he said, it's a hit. Uh, you know, p- folks were on the Hill ordering calamari that, uh, last weekend. He said, they're going to try to organize more uh, kind of events around Calamari. So they're capitalizing on it. And, you know, John, I mean, it's hard to say, given that it's been a very, very difficult, you know, six month stretch for the restaurant in, uh, industry in particular. But this is kind of one of those things that they're capitalizing on. And I think they're feeling a little better, uh, if not financially, at least just kind of emotionally right now and so rick simone said big you know a good thing from this and you know for all the the making fun of it and and you know some of it was deserved some of it was a little bit of just kind of you know people being high and mighty but 
uh, uh, it seems to have at least uh, at least got the restaurants going a little bit. You know, touch on that a little bit because I believe I I, I know I know some people were and, and I, I, some people were critical of it. T- touch on some of the criticism and and what was some of the criticism of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that there were, and, and John, you, I mean, you and I know very well that while we pay very close attention to sort of the Twitter bubble, real people are not, you know, all over Twitter weighing in on everything that's happening in the world. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think on Twitter, you know, the, 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 the many folks in Rhode Island, the kind of tend to lean left, uh, you know, the media uh, to some degree were you know, thought it was a silly moment, thought it kind of made fun of Rhode Island. Uh, you know, and look, there were people making fun of Rhode Island. There's no question. I mean, when you see the guy that kind of looks like a ninja that's serving calamari on a beach, it's, it's, it's unusual, right? This is how things, this is, this is you know, where we are in the world. Uh, it's not uncommon for this, for things like this to happen in every state. And, but but I think there was I, I think it was a little bit of that you know remember it's also election season Joe McNamara has a uh, an opponent you know a more progressive opponent and so you know you, you get a little bit of that kind of faction that says oh this is goofy and then you know I, I suppose more reasonably uh, you know you're going through a pandemic you're doing the roll call at the state er, you know at the Democratic convention you know there's going to be a bunch of states who are going to take this extremely seriously and, you know, uh, kind of point out to every shout out to sort of everything that's been going on and, and all of that. And so when you take a more lighthearted approach, I, I suppose it opens you up to a little bit of criticism. But again, I mean, you and I talked about it that last week, in my opinion, hasn't changed at all. I think it was a home run. I mean, again, we're laughing at it. We can laugh at ourselves a little bit. People need to have a little bit of a sense of humor. And if the restaurant industry is saying, hey, this actually was pretty helpful for us, I mean, we should all be happy about that. You know, Dan, one of the people that I saw online on uh, Twitter that was critical, he's now in the communication business, is Mike Rea, and he was communications for Governor Mundo. Yep. You, I think you and I can both agree, if Mike Rea is with Governor Mundo and they're asked to put together you know, the spot that they're going to use or how they're going to use the 30 seconds of time. There's no way does Mike Rea ever put something together that resembles what Joe McNamara did, which was nope. also kind of like sometimes a, a car dealer will have, you just get like a 10 second spot on channel 12 and they're pushing <laughs> yes. right now. The Jeep's 10 sale come down Friday, Saturday, that's it. And they shoot it quick. And it's almost like a one take type of thing. But here's the thing where like a Mike Rea would never put that together. But to me, Joe McNamara, he's Rhode Island. What people saw, that is the state. The state sure. is not, you know, it's not the east side. It's not people going out to Cafe Nuovo. It's Oakland Beach, and he's standing there. What also, do we have any background, Dan, on, I, is it just because, like, everything that was going on, if, to me, if the governor had been involved, that much of it would have been much slicker. And you would have seen somebody with goggles like welding something. And you would have had Brown University and a sailboat go by in Newport. To me, it almost seemed like it's McNamara's show. They let him do it. And he he came up with what he came up with. But I also want to say this, Dan McGowan. Let's go back to what these when, – when they do the roll call traditionally in these conventions, 
people have the silly hats on. People right. are like, you know, <laughs> doing buzzers and the thing at a hockey game that you're like blowing into like it's New Year's, like that. Like, excuse me, this is the moment of levity. I think McNamara, I, I think he, he presented exactly what it is. They left it up to him. I'm just wondering how did that happen? Because there's no, that is no way a Governor Armando's spot. Yeah, no way. And, and by the way, I think uh, I, I can't remember if it was you or, or who, who else I did. asked about I it. I asked her. It was you, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the governor played the right game. She said, look, it, you know, we, lo- we love Joe Mack. Go that Joe Mack Tamara. Yes. A great thing to do. But you're exactly right. I mean, I, my assumption is that, that Joe McNamara probably didn't ask very many people, probably no. kept it pretty quiet. Yep. And, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, what, what we're so used to. Uh, and, and, and sometimes this pays off. I think the, the Raimondo administration, I think a lot of the, the, you know, PR professionals in Rhode Island think, boy, this is a great moment to get everyone, you know, hire everyone under the sun, yes. get everybody together and shoot the most overproduced video in yep. the history of the world. And while, you know what, if that had happened, people in Rhode Island would have said, oh, that's beautiful. That, what a great sunset. Or, you know, oh, there's Brown University nobody in the rest of the country would care. Right. And yes. in this case, you, you know, you did have a moment. It's a little bit kind of a, uh, uh, it looked like it was almost one take for Joe to do this and you, you get it done and you, you get, you know, this is how things go viral. I, I, I think that there's been, uh, you're right, Mike Rea, a lot of these people who look, they're, they're all entitled to their opinions. They're all, and they're all fine. They're decent people and they're good at what they do. But sometimes you do need to – you can't take yourself too seriously. Yes, or just and lose sight of, like, who's really the state, what the state is. That's right. You know what was great at branding was Ted Turner. There's two quick stories about Ted Turner. He's in Atlanta, and they call him in, and they say, you know, we're having a tough time coming up with the name for the new cable news network you want to launch. And he said, cable news network, I got it. Here's our new name, CNN. And boom, <laughs> that became the thing. Fast forward, TBS that he owned, Ted Turner. He, they said, we, we're ready to go with this big prehistoric thing we've put together several nights. We can't come up with a name. Ted Turner said, I've got it. Ready? Here's the name. Dinosaurs. <laughs> that is those most true stories. You just go simple. They overthink it. Now, yep. let's also talk about, folks, we're speaking of Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Now, I was at Federal Hill Monday night. I'm glad Rick Simone is saying that... Um, Federal Hill and the Calamari's taking off restaurant week. But Dan McGowan, that that Mm. was another level where all of a sudden, because of something that happened in Wisconsin, you have a mob. They could call it protesters. I I have no idea why they chose that. But that that was something that I mean, I've been here. I've never seen anything like that happen before. No. And and if you're somebody that's going to the Hill for. Maybe the first time, or maybe oh. you go once a year, because because right, not everybody goes up there all the time, and you had to deal with that. I think that you would would, would immediately be turned off by it. And this has been something that this was, Monday was more significant, but I think you know that there's been a handful of times this year. In fact, there was a weekend, a beautiful weekend, maybe month or two ago, where where there was a bunch of Columbus protesters outside of the plaza over there. Uh, you know, there was, of course, the, the night of the, the real big rally, um, not the riot, but the, the Friday night rally that the folks walked all the way to the hill and, the, and you kind of had to clear the hill up, uh, you know, pretty and close it up pretty early. So you've seen this a little bit. And you're right. I mean, 
talk about on one hand you, you got a fun and great story about calamari and you know the the hill has been lucky there's been generally speaking pretty good weather for the outdoor dining this year but you're right i mean you, you've got a, a very difficult spot here and here's the thing you the, the protesters know what they're doing right they know what gets them attention and by going to the hill where you're disrupting a lot of people they know they're going to get more attention for it and so they're almost it, 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 it's almost a you know the, the coverage of it of course you have to cover it you did a good job of it the problem with it is is that the more attention they get the more likely they are to do it yes and i know rick simone and you have two choices here you either try to downplay it or actually deal with the seriousness of it i was there people were leaving people yeah. were pulling up in cars getting back in the cars and leaving uh what, what doesn't get reported enough is just the sheer, it takes you back. When you have 125 people screaming, blank the police, it is not an everyday occurrence. There were people no. completely thrown by that. When Just the basic logistics, Dan McGowan, when you're coming 95 South and you take that Atwell's Avenue exit, to the right is Atwell's Avenue, Federal yep. Hill, you want to go out to eat. To the left is where they bought all the, all the problems downtown. This mob this group of Provex and defund the police they've shown up at the governor's house they've shown up at mayor lords's house they had the incident at gliosi's house they were there the night of the uh the riot downtown yep. we've seen what they've done this, this is this is not to me this is not it's it's also not brother gary and black lives matter these are a different that's right uh, outshoot of that but people i know rick simone was trying to spin it away saying hey you know they have a right to freedom of speech this was this was different. This was a beautiful night. I that you can't explain fully when you have that many people in masks and loud and they're screaming. It has a riot feel to it. Plus, you know, it, listen, you have other people around Federal Hill that can be, you know, a little little unusual. There was a guy with a, a, a pit bull who starts getting into a screaming match with them. And then there's like six people around him. It looks like it's going to be a fight. There, there was nothing peaceful about Monday night. Well, and John, this is what, you know, you know, for all the, and, and, and admittedly, and I'm, I'm part of this, but the media didn't do a very good job uh, the very first time when, you know, the very first riot where, you know, you accept as fact from the governor and from the mayor that, you know, these people, these rioters are not the same as the peaceful protesters. And there's a, there, it's not even the same category of person or anything like that. Meanwhile, by the you know, as someone who has covered the city for a long time, who knows some of these protesters, yeah. um, you know, from from various things over the years, I had plenty of people, plenty of the protest community, these people that are still doing a lot of this, saying, "No, absolutely, we were there." And you know, do we do we condone? Were, were we breaking into buildings or were we breaking into the mall? No, but we support the general, you know, uh, idea here. We're, yeah. You know, we. we, we and similar situation, you know, I think you, you get a lot of folks who uh, now you don't you don't hear the governor, you don't hear the mayor condoning any of, of what's happening, you know, at Federal Hill or when they go in front of their their homes and they're, you know, waking up the neighborhood and things like that. But you're right. I mean, look, it, it does have a little bit of approach, uh, you know, or more than a protest. If it has a riot feel, I think uh, what what often does happen, too, is. Look, you, you know, if you're somebody that was going to Federal Hill on Monday night and 
you know, maybe you didn't actually catch this incident in Wisconsin, right? Maybe you didn't know about it. It's not, you're not awful, you know, just for not knowing every single thing that's happening in the news. And you've got someone yelling at you and you say, hey, get out of my way. Or, you know, very easily these things can become uh, much more physical and much more intense than just people kind of yelling in, in the streets. So I, I agree with you on this. You know, I mean, I, I get it. People are allowed to protest. People are allowed to, to you know, uh, state their mind. And we're in, a, we're in a, you know, a tough time where there's a lot of tension, uh, you know, for right and for wrong. And so th- I get that part of it. But when you're really disrupting an entire industry, uh, like Federal Hill and the restaurants, uh, you know, I, I, it feels like there should be more of an effort maybe behind the scenes. And maybe there is from the city to say, hey, do us a favor. Like we're, we're, we're letting you, you know, we're, we're at times giving police escorts here. Yes. You know, let's, let's not hurt an industry at, at this moment in time. And just one more point on this. What has also really stood out to me was I saw fear. I saw there were people literally terrified. But the other thing, because of the dynamics, for instance, all canteen, they normally don't have outdoor seating, but because of what's happened, they set up outdoor seating. Dan, I watched those people. They were all scurrying to get inside. As the Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508 508- 336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508 336 7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor, or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508 
336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Folks, with us is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I just want to follow also the point of the different governors that I can want to think back that I've covered, starting with Governor Allman, Governor Kachiri, into uh, Governor Chafee, now Governor Mundo. Most of the time, we would think of when governors would want to utilize law enforcement, it would be that they, you know, were the state police. But it's yep. it's interesting, I think, in this uh, pandemic that Governor Mundo started using National Guard also for the testing centers at Twin River and some places around the state. And I think they just kind of match more of her. You know, she's a very much a dot the I's, cross the T's. And yep. she just seems very comfortable and finds that the National Guard with General Callahan, they are wildly efficient. And I, I think it's it sends a strong message that she's not fooling around when she says that they're going to be the ones on the ground here with yep, the schools. It is like, it is exactly like, you know, when you're on the golf course and you feel really good about one kind of, you know, one club. Club, yes. That's, that's what she's doing. She thinks that the, you know, the National Guard is her six iron and, and it works. It's trusty. And, uh, and, and, you know, there's certainly, uh, there can't be very many agencies in, you know, in all of the country that have more respect and sort of, you know, higher approval ratings than the National Guard. And so, I, I think she sees it, and, and, and when they execute, I don't think that's a slight necessarily at any other law enforcement. I just think she called it the National Guard. The National Guard is delivered, you know, continuously, and that's where she's going to continue to, uh, until, you know, until they let her down. Uh, I think she's going to continue with that trend. In politics, they would say dated state troopers married the guard, but it's not <laughs> exactly like that. Staying with um, Governor Mundo, Dan McGowan. Uh, you had a very interesting column. If Biden wins, what's next for Governor Raimondo? Yeah, you know, and this is one of those things that uh, I think the chattering class is very much buzzing about. Uh, and uh, it got a lot of attention yesterday. I got to tell you, the web traffic was off the, off the, off the chart. I bet. And the, the reason being is uh, it is a real, there's a real scenario. When, when you have, and you did a good job of this, I think, last week when you were asking the governor. I did. Uh, I, know, I know she doesn't want to. Uh, really talk about it, but look, it's a big deal that the governor of Rhode Island was a finalist for vice president. Yes, uh, and, and you know, you start to play out kind of the scenarios of what she could potentially get. Uh, you know, and I, I talked to a lot of people close to her, advisors, current and former staffers. Uh, you know, a lot of folks who didn't want to talk on the record, but you know, I, I think everyone agrees. You know, if you could be the first female Treasury Secretary in the country. Uh, that would, you know, that's a ceiling uh, breaker, and, and she's the type of person who thinks about those kind of things. I think that would be the one that she would have uh, no doubt. I think she would take the job. Um, it, it seems unlikely, you know, that's usually going to be one of your most trusted people. And remember, she did endorse Mike, uh, Mike Bloomberg. And so there, there's always the scenario where there's just going to be someone else in the Biden orbit who is 
uh, you know, who, who, who just has been more loyal and who is likely to get that. But there are a bunch of other scenarios, right? There's commerce secretary. Uh, there's the, you and I have talked about the transportation secretary, yes. which you, we think of Rhode Island DOT. When you're the transportation secretary for the country, one of the most uh, visible people, you're, by the way, you're handing out millions and millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars to states. You, you know, if you want to keep a, a big profile, uh, you being the transportation secretary, getting to fly around to every state to fix their highways is a huge way to, to kind of stay in the orbit. Uh, and then there are, there, there are a couple other scenarios. Number one, there, there is a, a very real scenario that the governor just stays for two years, finishes her term. She, she kind of gets to say, I'm rounding out my two terms. I did my job in Rhode Island. And now nobody can say anything, right? If I go take the job in Washington, if I go run for something, if I go to the private sector, no one's going to say I skipped out on Rhode Island. No one's going to say anything like that. I finish my terms. I go do something else. So I, that is a real uh, – that, that's one of the things that a lot of people have come back to me and said, you know, it feels more and more like that could be a scenario. The other one that I liked, I thought was really interesting. This was a, a, Providence, uh, a Providence College political science professor, uh, Joe Camerano, said, you know, some type of job where you get to be, in her case, Mrs. Fixit, right? She's somebody who likes to at least believe that she can solve problems. Uh, and, you know, she certainly showed some level of this during the pandemic. And so some version of a job where, you know, you're, you're handed the keys to a bunch of government agencies. This could be some sort of like office of management and budget kind of job, something like that. But some job where your task is this government, you know, this agency isn't functioning at its highest capacity. You go fix it. Uh, it, it you know, sounds like a job that she would be interested in. But I really do. I mean, knowing the governor, sort of knowing her ambition and also knowing her kind of level of intelligence, I think she, you know, if she's really going to make a decision to move, I think she wants one of the best jobs. I think Commerce Secretary or Treasury would be the ones that she would be extremely appealing to her. I'm not as certain that virtually any other job, you know, they're not coming to her to say, hey, do you want to go run housing and urban development? I don't think she would really be interested in doing that why do you think she um downplays because i was even saying isn't that you know something that rhode island should even know she should be proud of but she no comment at all is it because then right now for instance these uh, superintendents or the union heads they would then start to say she's distracted and then yeah. not paying is that what it is that there's just no I, win i think so i think that she has done uh, a really impressive job on trying to appear as though this is, and, and I think to some degree this is true, I mean, her, her sole focus, she's so focused on, you know, trying to get the state through the pandemic, right? So much so that she, we, we don't even, we didn't really even know in real time that she was interviewing for the vice presidency uh, or the, 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 nom the nomination. So I, I think she likes the idea. I think her, she knows her popularity is through the roof in Rhode Island. So she wants to kind of continue to have the focus on, you know, what she would say is what's important. Um, and, and I think that's why she kind of deflects it. You have to, I mean, you can even see when you ask the question, John, she kind of smiles at you. She knows this is a big deal. I, I, she, she must. 
I think she just wants to come across as somebody who's kind of laser focused as opposed to, you know, looking for her next job. Yeah. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, before we let you get, uh, go, two other, a couple other stories in the Boston Globe that I think are interesting. How about the uh, COVID-19 cluster in Massachusetts traced back to a bachelorette party in Rhode Island? Well, and Governor Baker yesterday apparently said uh, in his press conference, he attributed a bunch of cases and he, he called it a wedding in Rhode Island. And so, as you can imagine, my editors in Boston were freaking out and saying, what, what's going on in Rhode Island? Why has everybody got the coronavirus? And we, we come to find out this is a June yeah, a bachelorette party. A bunch of people come down from Massachusetts, and I think it was a party of 20, and 19 of them uh, all ended up infected. Uh, so, yeah, I, what, what Massachusetts is doing a nicer, uh, I think, a better job of in Rhode Island, and maybe this is just me being kind of biased about what I want to cover, but Massachusetts makes it very clear where they're finding the clusters. You know, they say 20, that Biogen conference in February that was high profile. 20,000 cases, they believe, came from that conference and, the, you know, people associated with it. Uh, and, and so they they are very clear. When we see clusters, we're going to call it out. We're going to say if it came from Rhode Island or if it came from Boston. Uh, and Rhode Island doesn't do that as much. We don't see, you know, you don't hear there was a party in, you know, Elmhurst Park in Providence or something like that, and, and now everybody's sick. They don't do as much of that. You do it a little bit in the nursing homes, of course. Um, but, yeah, and, I mean, when you hear 20 people or 19 people end up uh, with the virus, obviously a, a deep concern. I, I'm curious to know, uh, and I don't know the answer to kind of where it was, who else got sick. Um, the Department of Health told me that uh, they let Massachusetts handle it, and they didn't. I hate to say they didn't sound alarmed by it, but they, they kind of treated it as a Massachusetts problem, not necessarily a Rhode Island problem. Dan McCown, before I let you go, you tweeted out something interesting. Someone who had been rumored maybe to be looking at running a mayor of Providence, but it sounds like he wants to make another run at lieutenant governor. Yeah, Aaron Regenberg, who you and I have talked about for a long time, and is a well-known rabble-rouser and activist, you know, progressive diehard, who is beloved in the progressive, uh, you know, the progressive activist community. Uh, there have been rumors this week, I started to get a couple of calls from people who say, you know, he's really taking a serious look at Providence Mayor. And I said, I've always thought he would be a very, very serious contender. He's got the base, he's got the organization skills to be a serious candidate. And so uh, I just flat out called him and asked him, I said, hey, what's going on? Or, you know, there's this, the, the people are saying you want to run for mayor. And he said, not only do I not want to run for mayor, I want you to tell people that I want to run for lieutenant governor uh, to make it very clear that that's the job that I want. And he says he sees the he sees that job as you know when you don't have a ton of responsibility, uh, you know certainly constitutional responsibility uh, responsibilities. He thinks you can be kind of a statewide advocate. Um, now, of course, in his case, it's going to be on a lot of progressive issues, but. Uh, he, he thinks that's how you can use that office pretty effectively. And so he, he really wants to. And by the way, there's a bunch of people in Providence, like Brett Smiley, for example, who is breathing a sigh of relief. Yes. Aaron doesn't run for mayor. Uh, you know, suddenly the east side looks like it could be pretty secure for Brett. Who else would run for lieutenant governor, Dan McGowan? I know we got some time out here, but. No, yeah, there's, there's, there's some talk about uh, about uh, uh, Mayor Diosa, Central Falls. I think yep. he, would, he would like that. Remember, 
you know, there's always that scenario that if the governor does leave. Yes. Uh, uh, then, you know, Lieutenant Governor McKee goes up and then there's an open. There, oh, you know, wow. You'd have, you'd have to appoint a, a lieutenant governor. And so, you know, there'd be an opening and then they would, in theory, be the, they would be the incumbent. They'd probably run for it again. So there's that scenario, too. But I've heard Mayor Diosa, uh, you know, you always have to watch for as you start to see candidates flirt with running for governor and then realize, all right, I can't raise the money or I don't have the support. Maybe I'll fall back and endorse one of the front runners. And maybe you do that. So there's always that there's always the chance, let's say, a secretary of state Corbea who clearly wants to run for governor. But, you know, if you come back and you realize I can't raise as much money, I can't do that maybe you fall back. But it does sound like right now, it looks like among the Democrats, at least, you're going to have uh, Aaron Regenberg, and I think you're going to have uh, Central Falls Mayor James Deosa run. Mm. I think Joe Sakachi is someone to watch as well. He definitely would well, like I a statewide office. Yeah. Frankly, I mean, he, when, you have, when you have a million dollars in your, in your account before you've ever really made an effort <laughs> to fundraise, I think you could be whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, Dan McGowan, I start my day each day uh, reading, uh, getting an email from you, and I'd like to encourage other people to do it as well. Yeah, every single morning, every weekday morning, uh, before 8 a.m., you're going to get some new reporting from me. We broke the story about uh, the police officers hiring Speaker Murphy as their lobbyist this week. Uh, uh, If you just send a blank email to uh, rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. Just send a blank email. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. It takes five minutes to read. It's completely free. And it's just going to give you the feel for what's happening today, a little bit of original reporting, plus all the great stories that, that you'll find in the globe. So it's a good kind of way to start your day. So rinews at globe.com. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. He's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again. Thanks so much, John. Have a good day. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job with me. I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. I needed to get my car fixed. Now, listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle, and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, bring it to West Fountain. 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? 
contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. If it's time for a new roof, call R&R Roofing today at 401-823-1330. R&R Roofing. Have you been thinking about getting, maybe it's time, repair that roof? Maybe it is time for a new roof. All types of shingle, flat roofs. You know, it's so important for your structure, whether at home or work, you need a roof, folks. That is what keeps nothing else matters in your home. If you don't have a solid roof, call R&R Roofing today. All work is guaranteed. Call for a free estimate at 401-823-1330. The owner, Richard Rossi, over 40 years in business. Call R&R Roofing today. Call for a free free estimate. All work is guaranteed. 401-823-1330. Fully insured. And on top of that, Angie's List award winner over five years in a row. Now, I've met with Richard. Folks, he cares. He cares attention to detail. And on top of that, impeccable cleanliness. Throughout the job, job site is waterproof daily. Call for a free estimate. And all work is guaranteed. That makes such a difference. R&R Roofing. Now, if you're thinking of having your roof done, maybe it is time for a new roof. At least call, at least call R&R Roofing and get a free estimate. 401-823-1330. 401-823-1330 for R&R Roofing. You can also check out their website. It's R and R Roofing, R-I.com. Call them, 823-1330. It's R&R Roofing. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, you uh, broke some news that the police association, boy, they're not going to take any chances with any of this uh, defund the police or reforming police bill. They're going right to the top of the list as far as lobbyists. Yeah, they hired probably the best-known lobbyist in the state of Rhode Island, uh, Bill Murphy, the former House Speaker, of course, uh, who you know is, is is represents just about if, if if I were hiring a lobbyist to represent me, it would be him. Uh, and, and you're exactly right. I mean, look, this is a uh, trying to show a little bit of firepower at a time when um, you know they, they're they certainly the police union feels like they're under a bit of attack. You're seeing at the at the state level, of course, today. In fact, there's going to be another one of those study commissions on that law enforcement officer's bill of rights. And so, uh, you know, I think they wanted to have a presence up there. And then meanwhile, I mean, my understanding is Mr. Murphy's not going to be involved at the city level, but we'll see how long that lasts because, you know, I think the police are still very much concerned about the thing you and I have been talking about for weeks now, which is, you know, the city still hasn't approved a budget yet. And so you could always find a scenario where potentially you do see some level of cuts to the police department. Again, I'm skeptical that we're going to have some massive uh, uh, defunding effort. But, you know, if you're trying to uh, if, if, if you're trying if you're trying to sort of lobby and, and be you know, supportive of the police, if, I, if I'm the police, I would make sure that uh, the speaker, maybe uh, the former speaker, maybe gave the mayor a call and said, hey, uh, you know, no cuts here or, or nothing significant. So, 
Uh, it is, it's a, it's an inside baseball move, but when you hire the biggest, uh, lobbyist, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly noteworthy and and it's, it's certainly sending a message, I think, to the state. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and, and Dan, the Globe has a story with National Guard, Rhode Island activating operations center to help with schools reopen amid pandemic. I give Governor Armando credit. That was a loud statement that she made. And certainly, I may be facing more pushback than they thought, but it seems to me that the governor and the education commissioner are trying to be proactive. They, I think they recognize they're in for more of a fight than they initially thought they were going to. But uh, what, what, talk a little bit about this National Guard involvement. Yeah, I mean, this is the right. This is what the National Guard is, especially in times like a pandemic, you know, can be really helpful with. What you saw. You know, remember, and thankfully, Rhode Island didn't have to use those, uh, the you know, the hospitals at the three locations, the convention center, and uh, down in Quonset and in uh, Cranston. Uh, you know, they, they never had to use them, but they got the thing set, set up, John, in in two three weeks because they had the resources from the National Guard. The National Guard is very well equipped to, you know, be able to. Uh, analyze plans to execute orders, right? That's the whole point of the, the guard. And so I think it's a, it's a, it is an intelligent move. And John, you're touching on something that's, uh, uh, that is very interesting and is notable. I think that you and I could have both agreed that it was likely you were going to see a little bit of parent pushback or maybe a lot of parent pushback. And you were going to see, certainly you're going to see union pushback because as you and I have talked about the, the national landscape is such that, that, that was going to happen. What's interesting now is you are starting to see superintendents also kind of come on board. Uh, we reported yesterday that there are eight superintendents uh, around the state uh, and big ones too, the Cranston, Warwick's of the world, Lincoln, uh, who are saying to the who are saying to the governor and the education commissioner, look, we don't think that our buildings are safe enough to reopen. And this is where you run into a challenge. I think the governor is uh, I, I don't think the governor has really wavered all that much. I think she believes that that getting students back in school is the right move. It's the right message to send. Um, the learning is going to improve all of that stuff. I think the commissioner agrees with her. Uh, and, 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 and but now they're in this weird spot. I think they thought they'd have a little bit more support uh, from at least district officials or from from elected officials, you're, you're not, you're, you're kind of seeing them in some ways out on an Island a little bit right now. Uh, and I think that could actually even increase, uh, as we head in, you know, I think the governor has said Monday, she'll make a determination, um, or some sort of announcement about the September 14th, uh, first day of school. But it, it certainly does feel like the momentum, I hate to put everything in political terms, but the momentum seems to be shifting towards the supporters of, of staying home, at least for a little while. You know, it's interesting you say that. And I'm looking at the districts, um, you know, Coventry out of the box is saying that uh, some, uh, you know, Governor Mundo even mentioned that Coventry, I had asked her about that. They said they would need $6 million for this new air filter yeah. system. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Cranston, I believe, is AFT. Uh, yep. Warwick is AFT. All AFT. See, that falls yep. in line. They don't mention Providence. Would be Providence. That's where it, it kind of breaks out, Dan McGowan, because I also think Channel 12 had an interesting poll where they even broke it down. If you're a two-parent household, and I think they even have income, you make – 
certain amount of money. I think it was 150000 a year. You are very much in favor of having the children back in school. A single parent, um, a renter, and someone making under 25000 very, very fearful of the virus. But touch on also, do you notice the what Governor Mundo seems very comfortable now tapping in with General Callahan and the National Guard. You and I go back to the night of the riot. She had the option, but it seemed like it would have been an overreach. But boy, when they had the guard in that night of the Friday night, the 10,000 people on the State House lawn, it's just it's a it's a game changer when the National Guard gets involved. It, it really is. I think the governor has become very comfortable with it. And I think, it, it, you know, it's like it's, I mean, it's really like anything else. So you're going to go back to what works. I think the governor has repeatedly figured out that. You know, in, in, in an unprecedented crisis, look, this is difficult stuff to be figuring out, right? Nobody ever saw a scenario where schools could be shuttered for, you know, the end of an entire school year and then potentially the beginning of a new one. And so I think the governor is looking at this and saying, you know what, the National Guard has consistently come up uh, for me in, in important times, both COVID-related and then, you're right, you know, that night of the, the protest, I mean, there was... Uh, virtually nothing significant happened that night uh, when there were 10,000 people, you know, throughout downtown. Uh, and and it, it is, I think the presence of the National Guard is is a bit soothing to people. Uh, I think it makes people think twice also about, you know, if it, it comes to breaking the law. Uh, but they're also, they're very strong. I mean, I, I did one of those tours of, of the, the hospitals uh, when they were trying to set them up. And, uh, it's an impressive operation, right? People get told what to do and then they execute. Uh, I think that's what the governor is trying to do here. And I think, you know, again, the, the challenge the governor has had to run into here is people say, well, she, she jumped the gun on wanting to open schools. Well, if you talk to the governor's staff, they would say, if, if we didn't give a timeline, if we didn't say you need to have plans in by X date, Nobody would have done anything. Uh, and, and that's the reality of how kind of school districts work, right? You're, the summer is an off time. Usually, you know, you take some weeks in August to try to plan reopening in the normal way. But generally speaking, everybody lets down their guard in the summer, right? Everybody wants to go to the beach. Everybody wants to go on vacation, things like that. And I think they really and truly worried that you'd, you'd be August, you'd, you'd be talking today. You and I would be talking today. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Again, uh, we're going to take a quick break and come right back right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 2300 MEGA MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. 
Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. AE Mazika Insurance Services. Call today. Free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, AE Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call. Free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV, an off-road vehicle. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401-353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook and their website is aemazika.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now. Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that on the dashboard at the website, you'll see where it says Radio Show. If you ever miss any part of the show... You just click on radio show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service,
Bucket Truck at Service and Bobcat Service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400, 294-2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's My Health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in. Swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland.